the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, baby, live and in Studio B. That's all right. Studio B is just as good as A. This is my normal production. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're working it out in Studio B. But um, there's a very good reason Macbeth is on the stick, and we will follow his direction as we uh, are always implementing safety first. Because as you know, Macbeth, I'm a safety first kind of guy. Oh, yeah, that's you. Still have yet to put the seatbelt on. Yeah, that's you. I'll tell you what. I was uh, coming into the studio, and I, I had been watching, even though it's illegal for me to touch my phone in Illinois, I've been watching TV, and um, they had Chris Wallace standing in for Joe Biden in Trump's first debate, because that was not a report. That was not a, 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 any, like any news interview I've ever seen. That was an out-and-out debate, and it was interesting because I felt... And I am not a Trumponomics supporter. I felt Trump dominated and won the debate and looked vibrant, healthy, coherent, and in control, even when in disagreement with one Chris Wallace, who is half the reporter his father was. And I'm, I wasn't a, I mean, I respected him and I liked him and I was aware of what he had, how he had changed investigative reporting. But I was also aware that he had a very uh, strict political agenda. He was kind of buffing. And uh, even with that criticism, I thought that Chris Wallace was terrible today. But after that, I have a tendency to watch kind of local news. And they had that Flannery fired up on Flannery. And I'll tell you, I've been listening for a couple of days how people are cheering Mike Madigan and ComEd and all of the nonsense I'm hearing. And I, I have people that uh, contact me, come into the cigar store, call the real estate company phone, and they're like, aren't you excited? Aren't you excited? Madigan going down. And I have to laugh because only in a state, only in a city that is so conditioned to coexist with the mafia pretending to be the Democrat Party, could you have an idea where an 80-year-old Mafia boss, Don Cheech Madigan, for 50 years, has gotten away with being truly the godfather of Illinois corruption. And at 80 years old, you think you got him? And the FBI comes out, and we have a continuing investigation. We'll make sure 
that you put this old fool away right in time when it's time to pay for his elder care, when he needs his diaper changed, because you let him get away with it for 50 years and build an infrastructure of corruption and crime and mafia strength that we call the city of Chicago and half of the state of Illinois. And ComEd admits to... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Here's 200 million and we'll all just go away. What about the small companies that were bankrupted from this very corruption? I mean, it is so sickening that the people of Illinois and Chicago cheer. Yay, you got him. What are you, stupid? He got away with it for 50 fracking years. And how about the uh, shareholders that they've screwed over with this because they're outlawed from, well, supposedly outlawed from passing it on in rate increases? McBath, if you're going to think about ramifications of corruption, I mean, I'm we're just going to saying. be here. We've only got two hours, thanks right. to the management here at 560. We're going to need 50 hours to cover the actual ramifications and destruction to Illinois, to the values in property, to the opportunity in people. Because don't forget, they've been passing that fee on to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're making it seem like uh, they've been paying so they could raise increases. Really? Or were they raising increases so they could pay? I mean, I guess it's all how you look at it. But the stupid people in Illinois who see, here's the problem. The, the, the word Democrat is synonymous with mafia. In fact, the idea that we can say Democrat without snickering, because the only people involved in the Democrat Party are the people too stupid to see the scam or the ones in on the scam. That's all that a Democrat is. It should be a dirty word. Chicago Democrat is a mafia handshake. It is a culture of corruption that the majority of us have become used to. And we think we got a guy in it, so you operate in silence. Because you might want one of those gift, magical, mystical pensions too. Or your cousin Joe Materaz is in on that BS, and you just shut up to get along with him at Thanksgiving. When you should be saying, come on, sit down, crook, and pretend to be an honest man. Because that's what we've been doing for 100 years. 50 years under one mafia don. A little midget by the name of Mike Madigan, who, by the way, he travels around and goes to the south side, eats in his favorite pizza parlors, goes to his little nooks and crannies. When he's not at his castle in Ireland, this is what he does. And he walks around and he's touted like an actual five-family leader in New York City. He's like John Gotti at the steakhouse. They love it because they love to say, I know, I know he's the crime boss, but he's my friend. And shame on all of you. So the idea you think you achieve something by busting an 80-year-old man just in time for him to get a catheter is a joke and a half to me. A joke. And the FBI's giving out their, their number like we need. What do you mean you need headlines? Go, knock, go to a city, a government in, any, in, in Illinois, go to a municipal, I don't care, street department. Walk in and see if it's not an organization of corruption and clout and skullduggery all the way around. It's just sickening to me. I'm sorry, but you'll have to forgive me, Macbeth. I visited a place where this kind of stuff is kind of frowned upon. I went to a state because, by the way, Illinois and Chicago, we are an absolute laughingstock, even by people from New Jersey. So when you see that and you come back to this sewer of corruption and they pretend there's an achievement by finally getting somebody. And don't forget, Macbeth, he's a slippery, slimy attorney with a massive law firm behind him. Yeah, and don't think he hasn't prepared for this inevitability. By the time 
if there ever comes a day when he's got to slip on the Blagojevich jumpsuit, he'll be too old to know it. He'll think he's putting on his PJs and some nurse and he'll spend the rest of his time in club fed, just like Blago scumbag that he does. And maybe, maybe some radio station in Chicago can give him a podcast from the cell in solitaire. What do you think of that? Because I, I, I think am, he'll live like Al Capone at Eastern it's State. It's such a Al Capone. His family should sue on how, how about how, it? How harshly they treated his, that half a derriere gangster as opposed to the real Don of Illinois. El Doce, little Mike Madigan, the most successful crime boss ever to reign the streets of Chicago, Illinois. Jim, thanks for calling the show, buddy. How are you? I'm good, my friend. I, uh, besides the uh, interview with Trump and Wallace, uh, Mark Kern was on with uh, Mike Flannery. And he was sounding like Louis Wait, wait, wait hold, hold on, because you're sure. I, I saw when Mike Quigley, that man's man, Mike Quigley was on. I almost didn't recognize him. He wasn't pulling out of a forest preserve. But I saw him try to explain his, his 20 years of failure as a congressman and corruption. By the way, that's one of, Manikin, one of Madigan's little favorite toys right. is, is uh, Mike Quigley, the fraud that he is. Who's he married to? Oh, yeah, nobody. Go ahead, Jim. I'm talking about Mark Curran, who's yeah, running for Senate. Yeah, how'd he do? Well, he, he sounded like uh, Elizabeth Warren. Talk about it, net worth tax and stuff like this. So I'm a Republican, but I'm going to vote for Willie Wilson for Senate because Durbin's not good, and I don't think Curran's going to be good. I, I identified. Curran was last week. Was he I didn't. Was he even on this week? I saw the well, two. He was on Mike Flannery. I saw a rebroadcast. I think was uh, on, that was last week. Yeah, I saw him. He's a he's a yeah. moron. I, we covered that last week. He's an absolute fraud. Yeah. And that's so, all you're going to get in an Illinois Republican. What is well, an Illinois why, Republican? It's a Democrat that can button his shirt. That's all an Illinois Republican is. <laughs> it's sickening to me. So, uh, Curran, and, and hey, listen, the fact of the matter is, if you can, I mean, you know this, Jim. You already bought a house in a third world country to protect yourself. You are fully aware that the reality, the trajectory, it's over with here, kid. And they are going to pass that, that uh, progressive income tax because they don't know what's wrong with it. The people who are voting on it are subsidized anyway. They just have the covetous nature to seize from their fellow American, and that's all they care about. Will it help me? Well, not as much as it'll hurt that wealthy guy. Well, then do it, because that's what an Illinois Democrat, an Illinois citizen is, unfortunately. I have yet to see the Illinois Conservative Party, because when we had that small chance to take out uh, Bruce Rauner with uh, Jeannie Ives, I was listening to Republicans, morons that they were, demonize Jeannie, Jeannie Ives. Because they didn't understand the policy. They didn't understand the specificity of issues. They just heard it on the radio. They heard it on TV. And that's how they voted. I mean, you know, Jim, how else could you explain 50% of the country literally considering supporting this senile old fool in Joe Biden? Did you see him in in Scranton, Pennsylvania? He couldn't even walk. Right. It's a problem. You're going to let this guy even consider being the president of the United States, he can't walk on grass because it's not it's not level. He gets he gets a little dizzy. 312-642-5600. We'll be taking your calls when we get back from these messages. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows so the overall feeling, in my opinion, Macbeth, is that people are getting ready. They're nervous. 
And they're getting ready for the worst possible scenario, and that is the event that Joe Biden could upset. In my opinion, it's an upset. I can't imagine how anybody, anybody could vote for Joe Biden. But then I'm no, thinking. No, but it is even money at this point. It is. And I'm th- you know, I'm thinking why. Why, um, why Joe Biden is in this predicament. And we can always use Illinois, the mafia hub, Chicago, as the example. Because it was here. I'll never forget when I was young. I would hear who were, I guess you would call them conservatives or Republicans, talk about Chicago and the mayor's race and why they liked Daly so much. Not just the fact that they all had contracts or one form or another. Their, their cousins somehow knew them and right. had some contract at McCormick Place where he paid $70 to turn a little screw. Um, but because they had wrapped their mind around the fact, well, we're already in a terrible position. We're going to lose. So as Republicans, you should probably support a Democrat. Get in on the game or get lost. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching and living in the reality of that failure of a state that is so corrupt. It has a, a, a certain hint that we're all used to it. And we're not even that. We don't really object. We complain about it. But when push comes to shove, what do the, the, the Republicans in Chicago do? They, they vote for their best Democrat. Right. What do you listen to scumbags who used to be conservatives talk about who, who hate Trump? Right. And I don't like Trumponomics, but I like I, I, I want to stay keep my head above water in the quicksand of socialism. Right. So I'll say right out, you do not have a choice other than Trump or stay home. Those are the two choices. If you're one of these people who and listen, I wrote not good enough in full disclosure. I understand the principled argument of not voting against yourself. I make it. But this idea that there are Republicans out there that tell you to vote for Biden, it reminds me of of the reality we lived in through the corruption of the Daley family, which insulated and helped create the mafia that we call the Chicago Democrat Party and the Illinois Democrat Party. As I listen on Flannery, they had two state reps come on. Two guys, one's a lawyer, one's an insurance broker. And his idea is, let's license the police. As there's this big push by libertarians to make it so you could sue individual policemen. Not understanding, this is the problem I have. This is where I disconnect with the libertarian party. They don't understand the actual issues. They live in this fairy tale world where you can insert a philosophy and not pay attention to the reality. Right. So they want to make it so you could sue police officers. Well, here's why you can't do that. The people pay the liability. There's no insurance. So that means all the taxpayers will just continue to write checks like they're already doing, by the way, for various potholes falling off the CTA bus. There's already tens of millions of dollars that go out the door by scam artists because it's not worth going to court. Now you want to add that to police and firemen. Right. It's it's just beyond. Well, and you and I were talking either last week or the week before about privatizing police. That's and we, the old, we talked about some of the challenges with that, but but there are definite benefits. And that's a real alternative, right? Privatize it. You make it like Blackwater is to the military, and that company deals with the liability and all of the nonsense. Fine, the people will save better money. They really will, and you'll break the union apart, which would be good. Because it's not a municipal union anymore. It'd be a private union. So if you want to talk about solutions, let's do that. But let's do it in the real world arena of solutions. And the real world arena of solutions, if you're like me, 
and you don't like the corporatism in Trumponomics, if you don't like the lack of choice, it's really a fascistic economic plan where we demonize everybody who we don't approve of and we write laws to create weapons so that you can't. That's what Keynesianism, that's what collectivism is, and that's what we got. Or in the case of a guy like Pritzker, you just make up laws. so that people- and, and that's my other point. It's way better to have that than it is to have the Democrat mafia socialism that is the Joe Biden economic plan. And as, as you listen to Joe Biden, as you listen to what he wants, as you listen to his points, you realize what you're really witnessing is a Fourth Reich. And I know that that's controversial, but are you living in Illinois? This is where those policies are implemented. We pretend we stand a chance here in Illinois as lawmakers make up law. Anytime they want, they may disguise it as an ordinance, but it's an unvoted on law that takes your money as you're witnessing with the masks. And here's the other thing that you have to recognize and almost appreciate about the out and out audacity of a mafia Chicago Democrat. And there's no better example than that transgendering. I don't know. Maybe she's not whatever, but she's got a man's little boy suit on Lori Lightfoot. And what she said earlier this week, I'll tell you what. I had to go and bite the dish towel, which I haven't done in many years. Do you have the clip of Lori Lightfoot? I won't just turn the car around. I'm going to shut it off. I'm going to kick you out, and I'm going to make you walk home. Who are you talking to, dimwit? You, in that little boy suit from Sears. Who do you think you're talking to? You think you're talking to Americans? You're talking to citizens? See, because we've sat idly by as this Beetlejuice lookalike has implemented power she was never authorized to have. And the idea that there are businesses and restaurants and hair salons in fear of losing their license, I respect that and I understand it. But by that speech right there, by that sentence, you know what that you, you should realize? You don't have a license. You operate your existence. Your economic life is at this little sexual deviance whim. It's at her whim. And she's telling you. If she doesn't like your actions, she'll kick you out of the car. What does that mean? I mean, she'll shut down your business. Are you listening to the threats? This is out and out threats. Now, where are the Republicans of Illinois? Where is the pushback? I mean, the ones that aren't operating their illegal gaming. Where are they? (laughs) You said Illinois Republicans. Yeah, that is funny. And I'm going to tell you right now, the idea that this was just taken, and and, and I know that there was outrage and pushback among non-mafia members who pretend that there's a Republican Party in Illinois, but this is the real deal fascism right there. That's it. And it's reported on most of the newscasters. On Channel 7 and Channel 5 and 2 and 9, most of them stopped the tape before she said that. Because even they, even their socialist propaganda machine we pretend is news, even they understood that what she said is so outrageous, it, it almost is 50 years ago, you couldn't imagine it would be said in this country. That is literally something somebody would have said in a district of Venezuela, of Cuba, of the Soviet Union in the 80s. That is absolute and complete confidence in her strength over your life. When the reality is here in America, politicians aren't supposed to have that. And if they have the audacity to think it, that's not something they would say into a microphone. And the next day, the next hour, it doesn't even get questioned. I don't know where Carol Marina, she must have been checking the college in because this is report worthy. This is the kind of thing where an investigation should be launched into exactly how she's wielding this power.
Because you do realize as we speak, there's fines going on. There's penalties going on. There's people being extorted and leaned on by city workers who pretend to be, I don't even know if they're called inspectors anymore. I I always used to laugh. There's teachers unions calling for, for, you know, Marxist legislation before they'll okay opening up in, in like Los Angeles. I mean, they're just... The utter ridiculousness of most of this is, is kind of hard to stomach. So the people of Illinois pay $16,000 yeah. per pupil. That's what they charge us per kids in Chicago. Sixteen. Yeah. It's actually sixteen. And what seven. percentage of that do you think is actually spent on the kids' education? Well, 20? 30? Uh, judging by the parking lot of teachers of the schools, I'm guessing not a lot. Yeah. Right? And the fact that they all retire like they actually were millionaires, I'm guessing not a lot. Yeah. But here's the, the overture that people are missing. They're telling you right now they're not going back to work. They're literally thinking up schemes and coming up with justifications to tell you why they're not going back to work in, in a climate, Macbeth, that really astonishes me. You remember, I'm, I'm, I'm born in the late 60s, but I remember hearing about in the late 50s, the Hong Kong flu. Did you ever hear about the Hong Kong yeah, flu? 59. Hong Kong flu, 58 to 59. Hong Kong flu killed about 120 thousand americans did you know that yeah my mom uh, told me all about it because that was her senior year in high school and you know how many uh, days they closed the high school zero 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 and you want to know what else is astonishing about that you number? know how many people died from her high school how many zero zero you know what's astonishing about the hundred and twenty thousand deaths is that it took place when this country had 200 million people which is 137 yes. million people less than we have right now yeah. So we've said early on, I said even before they shut us down in whatever clamp they call that. What is that now called? Phase three when they shut you down? I don't know what it. It's like DEFCON. Let's call it DEFCON three. Remember that nonsense? Homeland with the Security bushes? was so much easier with the colors. DEFCON. Let's call it orange. This is nonsense. The greatest mistake in American history. And here's the other thing. They're going to do it again. And they're doing it all for your safety. Did you know that when you're finally poor, when you've finally been been stripped of all your rights, then they got you, baby. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. You're going to get used to wearing them chains after a while, Luke. But you never stop listening to them clinking. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. You know, McBeth... And you're aware of this. It was early on in the campaign when I was listening to a couple of things. Uh, This is before Trump was a candidate. He was talking. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. I was very early on in rejecting a lot of Trumponomics. But when it came time, listen. Well, it has lots to do with the people. The idea. in charge of this Trumponomics. Right. And I completely rejected the Duchess of Chaffington. which with the mic. The idea that that she could be president was so outrageous to me. And then when Trump, you know, won, I'm like, well, let's see what he does, right? Let's hopefully, maybe he just did that to get elected, and he'll, you know, be more capitalist orientated and more freedom orientated. And in some things he was, and in some things he wasn't. But the reality is, what's happened is that society, through either the socialist agenda of the already corrupt Democrats or the hatred of Donald Trump by the just shut up and vote for him Republicans. Society has changed so much that I have logged on to the Drudge Report out of habit more than anything else. And in the top headline on the right hand side of Drudge, it says the wire, which is a, a outlet, a news outlet. The founding fathers would have been pro face masks. And I'm wondering do you realize how f- stupid? I clean that up. I know I'm on radio. Do you realize how stupid that is? 
Realize how stupid that sounds to people who understand the concept of exactly what America is. Listen, this whole thing, masks, no masks, whatever the case may be, we, we can go through the history of this country and different, different viruses and plagues that hit it. This is the first time in, this, in the history of this country, the first time government has mandated behavior. It has never happened. It would have never happened. These founding fathers started a fight with the largest, strongest military on the planet over an increase in taxes. These Americans today, the, your neighbor, your father, the people telling you to wear masks are not a tenth of the individuals, both philosophically, spiritually, and I'm not even talking religion. I'm talking the caliber of their soul that these people were 250 years ago. Not a tenth of the individual, the intellect, the character of the people that found a country that was to be based on the individuality of, of, of you as a human being. As you listen to cowards, scamper like children, blind mice, flip-flopping on positions, running around like their hair was on fire. What's, what's clearly evident is the people who we deem, and by the way, I never did, who you call leaders are any, actually anything but leaders. They're followers, and they're advocating for more following for the sheep that support them. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees any day of the damn week. Virus, no virus. I am so sick of listening to propaganda talked about like it's intellectual debate or a real philosophy founded in science. You're so full of it, you don't even know it anymore. Nick, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Hey, great. Nice to have you back again. Thank you. Um, I was saying to the screener that uh, we have to remember a couple of things uh, and talk about it more about this uh, virus. Uh, the original term was coronavirus, but then it came out with COVID-19, which stands for Coronavirus Immunodeficient Year 2019. The communists in China knew this was a serious disease back in 2019. They restricted travel in their own country, but they let people Nick, travel to the country. Nick, but hang Europe. on, hang on a minute. Let's. I'm going to keep you on, and we're going to go through this. But I, I really want to talk about this in in, a, in an intellectual fashion. You do realize how absolute and total infinitesimal the deaths are, even in China. There's a billion plus people there, right? Is, is, how many are there? Isn't it two billion now? Oh, there's more than that. Yeah, I mean, uh, they've, lost, they've lost nothing. They've lost nothing in terms of percentage. This is a bunch of scared people. But they also have swept everything under the rug. Uh, Fine, for quite I'll, a while. I'll agree yeah. with that. But I'm just talking about the deaths. The deaths in this country, Nick, infinitesimal, infinitesimal. And you're you're shutting down the economy and you're seizing rights. There is no excuse for this behavior. None. And the idea we let them get away with the fact, like, well, they should have entertained a more stricter policy. Why? In the grand scheme of things, when a, a small section of your billion people have the flu that looks to be quite serious, fine. You're going to shut down 900 plus million people? I, 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 don't, I don't fault them for that. I really don't. And I know that's controversial, but I'm sorry. I'm just looking at statistics. If we were going to run around with our hair on fire, then maybe we should figure out how to solve heart disease or cancer or overeating by the fat slobs. Well, if we're going to run around with our hair on fire, I think we should figure out putting out hair first. I mean, you know, just have some perspective. 
I feel like there is no perspective, Nick. And what we do is we get pulled off into a talking point argument rather than the, the actual reality of, yes, it's terrible when one person dies. There's no question about it. It's super terrible when 125,000 Americans die. But when you get caught on Friday, like they did in Florida, fudging a motorcycle victim as a COVID death, it's time that? to open the books, Nick. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. just, it's just oh, disgusting. Can I mention the other thing? Yeah, go right ahead. Can I mention the other thing? Yeah, go right yeah, ahead. Yeah, the other thing I was going to mention, a term we don't hear too often, and maybe there's a reason for it, is novel corona. Novel is a, a, like a Latin term, I believe, in no. medicine, meaning a new type of coronavirus. Well, yeah. if these experts and scientists are so sure about criticisms of Trump, why don't they explain exactly what it is that they know about this virus? They might yeah. admit that they really don't know that much of it because it's a Nobel coronavirus. You got a Nick, break thank you so much for calling the show. 312-642-5600. The new virus, the old virus, all the viruses. You don't take away our freedom. You big dummy. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. All right. Thanks for... Uh, Listen, I always love when we get the caller who's like, this guy, I hate him. I absolutely hate him. Yeah, but can you argue about the point? Well, no, that's not the point. The point is he's saying bad things about Republicans. Well, let me ask you a question, and I mean this, ladies and gentlemen. Is there a good guy in the fight? As you sit here under a, 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 an amounting attack on your freedom, on your life, on your very mobility, on your income, on your opportunity. Is there a good guy? See, I don't think there is a good guy. I think if, as good citizens, you can pick a better of the worse, and we've been doing that. But I think it's your obligation as a citizen, as a conscious person who wants to leave this country better off for the people behind you, you got to fight the good fight. And that fight is within our party. We are never going to correct the communists. The idea that in the year 2020... Socialists can still exist with the hundreds, with the, the, the hundred plus years of absolute and total failure and death and destruction socialism causes. That we are still having these debates as if there is such a utopia that man can make where everybody gets free everything and the cheese is all great and your life is pleasant and you don't shoot yourself in the chest like Elvis's grandkid. If there's a place where you can just continue to pretend that if only, if only AOC, or Chuck Schumer, or the corrupt 40-year frauds that make up the Democrat crap. Did I say that? I didn't say the bad word, did I? Democrat leadership can somehow lead us into utopia rather than recognizing just how bad they've made things. I think Democrat is uh, pretty accurate. I think Democrat is good. Just how bad they've made things. You have to understand, if we're going to correct it, we do it from our side. So when we see the fraud, when we see the corruption, when we see the mistakes... George Bush, if we would have had that massive push and said, what the hell are you doing, dummy? And the Republicans, instead of just paying them off and getting the contracts and the lobbyists, all of that nonsense, that thrives under Republicans. It thrives under Democrats. It is the invisible corruption that we pretend doesn't exist, and we somehow think we can manage or navigate the waters of failure and corruption. Rather than ripping it out. Then, you know, if you're here in Chicago, Illinois, get used to it, baby. Because this is the future. And little dwarfs who pretend to be leaders like Lightfoot 
or little midgets who are crime bosses and insulated in their mafia hubs called the South Side of Chicago, then that's your norm. Then don't put up a fight. Then sit idly by as the Republicans act as like a crossing guard for that corruption. Specifically, the Bill Brady's and that other buffoon. Who's that other big lummox? Durkin, that's his name. Yeah. That, his whole family, they're lobbyists. But he's a Republican. He's conservative. What the hell is wrong? What the hell is wrong with you? Do so many of you want to be part of the mafia? You just say, okay, I can't take it. Bill's on topic. Was that the guy that was uh, was complaining about me? Was that was no, it? All right. no, different guy. All right, Bill. Thanks for calling the show. How are you? Hi, Sean. I, I just want to say we have no leadership. I wasn't complaining about you. We had, we have no, 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 no leadership. No, no. Different guy. Different, different guy, guy, Bill. Different guy. Wouldn't come on the oh, air though. Oh. Huh, McBeth? Didn't want to come on. Why not? No, uh, the, the the true brave men never do. I can tell you what. I got a story about this after we're done with Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Okay, I saw. You guys are doing a great job. Talk radio, uh, Dan in the morning, a couple other people in nation, nationwide. But you guys are small. They're, they're, you don't have a lot of listenership, unfortunately. Where's Rand Paul? Hey, hey, where, hey, where's... hey, what do you mean? We're the number one talk show on Sunday night radio, Bill. What the hell's wrong with you? No, I'm kidding. Wonderful. Nice try, Sean. And, and, and I listen every single Sunday, <laughs> and you guys are entertaining and informative. So it's the best yeah. of both worlds. If you only had Rand cleavage, Paul? I would call for sexy, but go ahead. <laughs> Where's Rand Paul? Where's Ted Cruz? The only guy speaking out is, is the president. He's been very ineffective lately. We need to get organized. We need a rabble in the street. Let's organize some rabble and go down I'll, to the Daily Center and do something. I'll tell you what, they don't listen unless you're a rabble. I'll tell you what, Bill, and to your point, it's kind of funny. As you saw the, uh, the tearing down, the attempted tearing down of the Columbus statue in Chicago, you know, that got a lot of coverage because the cops tear gassed them. So that coverage that it got was bad against the cops. How could you tear gas? You know what the news left out? They went down the street to Bloomingdale's, broke all the windows and robbed it. Did you know that? I saw that. I, I did see that. And Oh, I didn't know Bloomingdale's. I thought it was some other high-level store. Bloomingdale's, too? They oh got it, yeah. God. That, that, that doesn't know, make the news. But here, the rabble, the people you talk about, you know who disappoints me the most? First of all, I think to a certain extent, Rand Paul and Ted Cruz um, have put up a little bit of a stink. The guy who really let me down, I'm going to tell you right now, Mike Lee. That is a huge yeah. disappointment to me. I had a lot of stock in Mike Lee. And, you know, I tend to kind of go towards that. Um, I thought early on that that Justin, how do you say his last name, Macbeth? Amash? Amash. I, I thought that he had some really bright points, and I was very aware of how he voted. He voted in a very fundamental, capitalistic uh, foundational principle is how he voted. He's the only guy I ever knew in Congress that would actually release a press document of why he took that vote. I thought that was very refreshing. And I saw him get crushed by the Trump people and the Trump rather than debating the actual substance of what Justin Amash was talking about. So here's the problem, Bill. It's an election year. You got three months, right? This is the time when you got to do the rah-rah and you got to get everybody there. I don't take that approach. I take the approach of, look, there are many, many things I can't stand about Trumponomics. It is a Keynesian fraud show. It pays off its friends. I could do a whole half hour on Steve Mnuchin just today said, let's forgive all, uh, every loan under $150,000. Well, that's socialism. How, how the, the passing of PPP and the shoving money down everybody's throat is very similar to Democrats. But it's still better than the Marxists who are calling themselves Democrat, Bill. So that's, to me, the intellectual approach you have to take. If you're going to break the, your own rules, at least know why you're doing them. Rather than waving pom-poms and not understanding, you're now become a useful idiot. 312-642-5600.
This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Live, 560 AM, The Answer, Studio B. I'm going to, listen, it's all how you view things, right? This is, it's very quaint. Air conditioning is working. I've got a side view. It's a good sounding room. Too. It's a good sounding room. I've got a side view of my pot bellied cohort. Right. It's all good win. You gotta you gotta view everything as an opportunity and as a win. And right? of course, just to feed your ego, as you look at me, you have to look through a screen that has your own face on it. I'm never used to that face, but that's yeah. all right. Best I could do, kid. What are you should, gonna do? Should hear what your wife says about it. Yeah, listen, if I was uglier, I'd have a I'd have a lot more money. And probably a lot happier life. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, you would. Look at me. All I'm right. smiling. Who's on line one? Nobody. Oh, all right. No, I got I got to ask you a question, then I got to respond to that person that's not an on-air question. Oh, it's not an on-air question? No, it's not an on-air I question. hide nothing from the audience. You know what I could ask you, though? Go Are ahead. you uh, going to be at the cigar night this year? So I don't know. I, I Are you going to be in town? Listen, I got to tell you something. I, I, I went, I'm going to be in town, it looks like. Okay. But I went to the last year's. And, uh, you know, I sat in the back. I had a great time. I met a lot of people. I always go to the events. I try to when I'm in town. But I, I can't watch Proft argue with somebody and not get in on it. You don't understand. That kills me. You understand? I got to be in the argument. It kills me to sit there and not be in the argument. Now, he has a man that he interviews every year that comes in that is a, a syndicated host here, who I love, by the way, Prager. And you know me. I'm not a... I'm not a rah-rah guy. If I don't like a guy, I argue with him. He's also a nice guy. Nicest guy in the world. Yeah. And I'll him tell and you another thing. Nice. Big cigar smoker. So yes. let me tell you what they did to me last year. Last year. What they did to you. It's, it is. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's a guy that works here in the back who's built like your average Democrat union worker, Jim. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy's good people. Prager's in town. He doesn't know where to go, but he's, he has to have a cigar. Jim sends him to another cigar store. I almost... I, oh, I, I wanted to ear slap him like he was Pritzker. <laughs> really? Just ear slap him till he wets himself. And that's exactly what I wanted to do to him. So I'm like, you mean to tell me this guy could... I, I'll shut the store down. Listen, when it comes to throwing people out of the store... That's obviously a momentary lapse in judgment. So part. this year, my goal is... I just want Pritzker, or, uh, uh, Prager to come to the cigar store and wait for the event to start. I that's think all. we could probably figure that I'll out. I'll shut the whole store down and a little one-on-one with Prager. You know, because That'll I... happen. I, I, I respect him. I've listened to him for years, and he's one of those guys that that even though he kind of related to the Trump instance better than anybody, where he said, "Look, I know I'm a conservative too. Listen, I don't like corporatism. I don't like the Federal Reserve running the show. But at a certain point, you have to realize we can correct a little bit more from in power than we can from out of power." And, you know, something was very interesting, and I wanted to talk about this to the listeners and want you to call if you can next hour. Something was revealed in the um, Chris Wallace interview. See, this is what I like about Trump. He always sees the winning side in things. So the DACA uh, judgment by the Supreme Court basically sided with Obama's what I thought was unconstitutional rule by writing law. DACA is a president writing law. So Trump and his administration have been challenging that atrocity, that misuse of power, that abuse of the presidency. So the Supreme Court and their 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 liberal Marxist body, the four of them, always are going to vote to support anything Barack Obama did. So they did that. What they didn't realize is by doing that, 
You backdoor allowed presidents to write law. So Trump says in the interview today, which I'm wondering if it's getting any play, that through the DACA, SCOTUS's position on DACA, they now have allowed me to replace Obamacare with Trump care. Now, some of me thinks he just wants his name on it, and it'll probably be the same thing. But I am optimistic that can you imagine if he's what 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 Obamacare destroyed the individual and corporate wealth of this country if now because of a corrupt Supreme Court, Trump can just write from his desk all the things the politicians couldn't do? That's a big win, baby. And that I'll support Trump on. 312 642 5600 I don't know what we're yelling about. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. President Bush is driving on our lawn. He must be lost. He's not lost. Looks like we're experiencing some blowback from the Whig offensive. <laughs> so, um... How's Ginsburg? We still pretend that she's alive, Macbeth? I think uh, scientifically, yeah. empirically, she is alive. Sure she is. Um, I'll tell you, the idea that these, these Supreme Court justices, we wait with bated breath to it's, everything It's morbid. Say, if you would just, just put a 30-year term on it, we really wouldn't have to be so dark. Who came up with the idea? You could stay in office even uh, if you don't have control of your bladder. Just until you die. Yeah. Who came how many? Up with that? How many successive administrations passed between, uh, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg getting it nominated? What, was she uh, Johnson? What, who who nominated her? You know, when they I'm stand, drawing a blank. Who nominated who? Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Carter. Right. Was it Carter? Was it that recent? Okay. But you're still I'm going through. Sure. I mean, that's that's greater than the span of my life to this point, dude. I I, I am. I mean, just, come on. I am so disgusted with this Roberts moron moron. With Obamacare, what he did. Do you understand, you know, Macbeth, I, I am cursed with the ability to reason. So when I say that the average American has lost $1,500 in his monthly income, and that's the reality. And for those of you who have companies that pay your insurance, here's a newsflash, dummy. They'd rather give you the money than Blue Cross Blue Shield. Oh, for sure. So when I say even you, who are so economically illiterate, you pretend you didn't lose, you lost. You'd have 1500 a month in your pocket. What are the real ramifications economically and the cost of, by the way, it's a failure, Obamacare? If you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor. That's lying, slimy son of a dog. Period. If you- it's just sickening Period. to me that we've just lived with this for literally, it's, it's 11 years right now, right? Yeah. yeah. 11 it years. It passed in 2009. I think it took effect in 2010. Add up. And inflationally adjust the cost of that money and and realize what that's taken away from you, your opportunity, your enjoyment for your family, and that year after year after year goes by and none of it should have. 
because it's unconstitutional. You cannot force us. But I say this to a group of people who are walking around with a slave plate on your face, pretending you're a good person because you care about your neighbor. Poppycock. It's outrageous to me. It's outrageous that we have become so intellectually sophomoric, we don't even understand how this destroys America. And we pretend that it strengthens it. And this notion that somehow universal health care will make the world great and better. As you look at a country that has 60% of absolute fat slobs that are doing blow on the weekends, and I'm supposed to be worried about their health care? What the hell is wrong with people? So it, in, at its low in, two, in 2010, um, Amazon was trading for about $106 a share. I don't want to talk about it. I bought it. I sold it. Okay. Stupid, it's it's stupid at idiot. 29.62 at this moment. That's actually down. Yeah. It was at uh, close to 3100 the other day. Yeah. But, but think about that. So if you had just, just that one stock. Just taking the money and If you had just that taken that, that, that 110, just one stock a month. At 150, you know, okay, you know, it was up to, uh, I think, 700 by the next year. Okay, so you're going to buy a few. But you now have basically an entire nest egg. You're asking people to think. And these are the same people who vote to give away their I know, their it's a freedom. character flaw. And you know what it is, too? They give away their kids' freedom. They give away their kids' opportunities. So here in Illinois, there's a big, big question, right? And we pretend that they're not going to pass a progressive tax, right? So you're actually pretending that you have a chance to beat this. Well, let me tell you something. Right. Suckers. It's already passed. You're just too stupid to know it. It's going to happen. And the idea that we're going to vote on it at a state level when we as capitalists, as Americans, can't connect the dots of how it has destroyed our wealth as a federal rule. We should have defeated it as a federal rule. Let me explain something to you. It's not a coincidence that it's the number two plank of Karl Marx's economic plan. And the reason is, is that it makes it virtually impossible unless you play in the corrupted industries and the corruption of government. It's virtually impossible to earn enough money to be wealthy under a progressive tax. That the, It is so immoral that it literally strips away from individuals their property, their money, yeah. and you're stripping it under the reality of you're awful good at making it. We have to take it from you. Well, and the guise of a fair tax, right? Because what you have right now in Illinois, and anybody who doesn't live in Illinois, here's what we have. A flat 5% tax. Yeah. It used to be 3%. Right. It was going to be temporarily raised. That's 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but, How's that working? But anyway, that you know, the, the Band-Aid you? has to be ripped off at this point, right? That There's going to be some pain associated with dismantling this Illinois system and this Illinois machine, but it's got to happen. It is so mind-boggling to me that on an intellectual level, the citizens can't reject an absolute abuse of power like something called the progressive tax, where you say you, you are in good conscience of stripping individuals from their money and you pretend it's okay because... You don't like those people, or you don't like the fact that they make that much money. Or you have too much skin in the game, and you're going to lose your own pension. Without re- Right. That's what it is. That's why these scumbags keep voting for Mike Madigan and the mafia. They just want their pension. That's the true face of greed. Greed is not a man that wants to keep the money he makes. Greed is a man who wants to take it away from the man who makes it. The greed is the Democrat mafia and the Republican moron who doesn't understand the ideas of what America is. How in this country you could even sit there idly by as the government strips away money from people who are good at making it. I'm sorry, Macbeth, but it's that, it's that fundamental to me. 
And here we are in Illinois, and you're going to hit it. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, kid. I make no bones about it. I'm not taking it. So me, I'm not taking it. You know who else isn't taking it? A significant amount of Illinoisans. As I just got, you know, I got back, what is it, a week ago or so from Florida. I got back, and I am telling you, the market down there, what people are doing are fleeing these totalitarian mafia states. And in fact, it is so bad that right now, rent in Manhattan has been cut for the third month in a row. Rent in Manhattan is now down to levels of 1993. And guess what? They still have vacancies. Because the reality of this failure is a destruction of of the citizens, of the quality of citizens. Well, and then you got de Blasio saying things like, we've let so many people out of jail, we're safer than ever. Just the utter delusion that's running, uh, you know, New York City, but also New York State to an extent. But we broadcast this from Illinois. Yeah. And we are are living in a state that is cheered the people who who are guaranteeing a, a, a real abuse of office. In the in the in the Lori Lightfoots mm-hmm. in the in the Pritzkers, they're cheered. And I got news for you, kid. I was talking in the cigar store with a couple of. There's no chance that they don't win again. That no. the reality Here, is, it's a lock. Little Pritzker, who, who who to me is a walking punchline, only seconded by Lori Lightfoot. They just walk, and I laugh. This guy is going to be an up and comer for the first time in his life. JB Pritzker is going to be. A, a shining star in the Democrat Party. And the reality is there's going to be a 2024. And I don't think that the Democrats are going to make the mistake of even chancing a loss by putting up another doddering old fool. Well, and here's the bigger question, right? Because Democrats in Illinois have shown a propensity or at least a, an eager willingness to eat their own when, when the situation calls for it, i.e. Blago, right? So does Pritzker have what it takes to consume Madigan? Um, you know, look, before it destroys him as well. But look at the example of Or Blago. is he already too intrinsically linked? Blago was such a corrupt, fraud scumbag that all that had to happen was the Democrats, his, his father-in-law knew he was going to beef and tell the story, so they, they, they right. iced him. And that's why he really went to prison. Yes, and, right? but he also he didn't, didn't do really hide it. No, he shook down everybody. The fact he got caught on tape, that's just modus operandi for that scumbag. That's how right. he won his first office. Yeah. But did you see what the Republicans did? As you listen to the callers into the morning show and you listen to Republicans, yep. they embraced Blago. Yeah. In fact, right now, he's on a, a, a what is supposed to be a not a Democrat station and he's got a radio show. And I'm listening to people and you're watching them just continue to repeat to do the same thing over and over and over again. So Bill's call was was relevant. Where are the people saying fundamentally on an intellectual level? There is only one way we can run America, and that is based on the American principles. Because what you have here is Obamacare has managed to economically destroy many, many lives. I mean, unless you're very wealthy, you probably can't afford to just waste 1500 1700 a month, which is what it's cost us, the people that actually work. Now, I understand some of us get subsidies. We pretend isn't welfare, but that destroys this society, too. And as we play hot potato with hide the, hide the reality and hide the capitalism, it's going to take us to straighten things out on November 4th, regardless of who wins. It's time to get back to those principles and fundamentals and start to demand our freedom and liberty. 312-642-5600. Danny, there's a lot of uh, badness in the world today. I see it in court every day. 
I've sentenced boys younger than you to the gas chamber. Didn't want to do it. Felt I owed it to them. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the day is All right, we have to apologize to our Facebook listeners. Apparently there was a sound that uh, Macbeth... Yeah, we're having an input issue. I'm trying to work it out. ...button or something that you ate... Yes, that's right. I ate one of the buttons Throwing down your rice on the crispy treats. It's, I'll tell you what, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, it's something to watch. It's like a dog that broke into a treat bag. Very, very interesting. But I have I to smell worse than a dog, though. I have to tell you, I'm, you know, in the break, I was watching um, Fox, and uh, there's a guy. I, I, I used to. I bought all his books. You know what I'm talking about? Steve, not Mnuchin. Uh Stephen Moore bought all his books. Went to the talks. He was very capitalist orientated. And uh, the headline is getting ready for COVID bailout too. I'm thinking to myself, why don't the capitalists simply say, hey, how about this? How about you just let us live and you don't bail us out? How about somebody give us a little perspective? Reality, we're in a country of 337 million people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's terrible and it's dangerous, but it's nowhere near the Hong Kong flu from 1958. It's nowhere near any of the other viruses that have this country has defeated. And in fact, it's considerably less. And we never shut down the economy. We never imprisoned the people. And we made it through it. And we will make it through it. And it is a tragedy when people die. But like it or not, 7,800 people die every day in the country of 337 million. It's just the way it is. It's a tragedy. It's more of a tragedy when they have their future, their, their present, and, and really the opportunity of their children affected by the overreaction and abuse of government. That the reality is you're not doing anything but creating a longer, bigger speed bump by printing and giving away money indiscriminately. That the idea we sat idly by as $1,200 was kicked out to child molesters and wife beaters and drug addicts and scumbags of all kind is outrageous. That we deem certain industries essential that often have, uh, uh, have benefit government absolutely. You know, I'm still, I'm still perplexed, Macbeth, and this is something you have an opinion in. I'm still perplexed as how they... They, they let these marijuana dispensaries just continue to operate. It's essential that people be high. And then you realize all socialist countries, all collectivist countries really need one thing from their citizens, and that's complacency. And how do you get that? You intoxicate or drug them. And, and, and we sit idly by as here we are living in the reality of the overreaction and the failure of the government response to COVID. And they're telling us in no uncertain terms, they're going to do it again. And these services that they tax us and pay, we pay for where they clearly fail, like the school system, they don't care what we want. They don't care what we pay for. That little communist organization called the school union is going to shut down. And they're going to make the rules of how your kid goes to school. And by the way, that 16 dimes you pay, shut up and pay it, dummy, and be happy we don't increase it again. This is mafia government, baby. That's all it is. This is growing up in a mafia town. The only difference is we're getting shaken down by forest preserve dwellers like Mike Quigley and Pete Silvestri versus men. That's the only difference. Lori Lightfoot, big crime boss, enforcer, gangster. Mike Madigan. 
Only fight he ever won was the one where he got to take away our money and our, our individuality and build a system up where we know it's corrupt and pretend it isn't. And we cheer, look, it looks like he's in trouble. He's 80 years old and doesn't know where the bathroom is. Sickening to me. Absolutely sickening. But I will stop all that for a Florida real estate question. We have one on line one. 312-642-5600. Eduardo, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Yeah, how you doing? Uh, I was telling your screener, did you see that uh, story on uh, Drudge about uh, rich Mexicans fleeing towards Florida because of the uh, target of their uh, taxes? Rich who? I didn't hear the second thing you said. Rich who? is f- Rich Mexicans. Rich yeah, Mexicans? Yeah, wealthy Mexicans. Yeah, leaving towards Florida. Oh, hey, that's great. I, listen, I welcome all people that, that you know, want to better themselves. I'm not, you know, I'll tell you what, Eduardo, I don't know why poor people and middle class people aren't fleeing states like the one we live in. I mean that, Eduardo. You see the writings on the wall. When the government takes money off of your table in good conscience and guarantees to limit your ability to earn more through progressive tax like Illinois is doing... You need your money when you're not rich. It's time to go, yeah. When the middle class, you know, you often think about how's a guy who's struggling, working 40 hours a week, barely hanging on to his job, credit card debt, two kids, he makes $60,000, $70,000, $80,000, I don't care if he makes $120,000, and the government comes in and says, you know what, you've got too much money, sucker. We're going to take it away from you. So we're going to increase a VAT tax that we call a sales tax. We're going to create a sin tax on things we decide are sin. And you're going to sit there and take it. And by the way, the money you have left, we're going to decide what you get to keep. And you're going to pretend that that's a government that represents of, for, and by the people versus a corrupt mafia. We all know that Illinois is. In fact, the feds know it. They're laughing at this. You caught ComEd. $200 $200 million. They agreed to pay it like they wrote the check right out of their, their, their little inside pocket. Here you go. Leave us alone. And you don't even count the thousands, if not millions of companies that were shaken down and not went out of business? Listen, we've got state representatives in this, in this state that all have businesses that be, immediately following their election or they created after they were in office, all of a sudden they make millions. Why do you think so many state reps are insurance salesmen? Because they shake down the people in their district to buy the insurance. You do know Dick Mel's daughters pick one, whether it's the one who dresses in his closet or the one married to the scumbag Blagojevich. Instant millionaires. Immediately out of politics, what do they do? What does Patty want to do? You want to be a real estate broker? Well, you're going to go to work for Resco. Did you ever do a deal? No. How much did you make last year? Million six. Okay. Now what do you do? Now I sell insurance. Same thing with the one who wears his clothes. Instant millionaires. It's disgusting. And you know what? Instead of the people in those neighborhoods saying, what the hell's going on with you? He should be ashamed to show his face in those districts. He's cheered. They bring flowers to his house. Because that's how mafia dons are treated. Because the citizens just want in. And they don't want to be targeted. Instead of ear slapping these son of a dogs till they wet themselves. You want to be a gangster, mount up. But instead, we've got, we're getting shaken down by these freaks. Sickening to me, Eduardo. Sickening. So the reason is wealthy Mexicans, poor Mexicans, wealthy Americans, Caucasians, blacks, everybody should go to high ground where you're treated the way America guarantees you're treated, like an individual, where you're not manipulated, you're not coerced, you're not forced, you're not extorted. Can you imagine that now in America is considered controversial talk? Because over the last 10 years, we've allowed this to happen. 
Well, it's certainly not approved speech. It's disgusting, man. It's disgusting. That's the first thing I think of whenever a policy is in place. Is it steeped in force? If it is, I don't care who presented it. It's wrong. Yet, I've got conservatives. I've got uh, 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 Steve, uh, what's his name? Moore. Stephen Moore telling me just, you know, it's okay. You're going to have to sit by. How are you going to get the money? We're going we're gonna to borrow it. Where are you going to borrow it from? We're going to borrow it from the future. Oh, okay. How's that work? And don't worry, the Federal Reserve that cranks the money out. Did you know, Macbeth? They get paid interest on the debt they create? Of course. I mean, this is stuff where guys are sitting in jail who used to own video games and put money on the street. They couldn't even think of the corruption we pretend is our financial system. And they're called gangsters sitting in prison. These guys are called what? People in power? How could you create debt that we didn't vote on and pay yourself interest with our future earnings? And that's not a crime? Who voted for that? I didn't vote for that. You vote for that? Did the Democrats vote for that? Who voted for that? So that's the invisible entity. When all of these people repeat talking points, deep state, deep state, you're talking about ticky-tack little muscle items. I'm talking about the grand scheme of things, boys and girls. The grand scheme of things is we are in such an insurmountable position that you better get used to states implementing what they're going to allow you to keep and what they're going to take. That the reality is these freakazoids are making it up and there's no pushback. That Republican, the Illinois Republican Party, is doing what exactly? To educate the people to understand that the progressive tax is simply to pay for corruption. You're calling this ComEd a a corruption tax? No, 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 no. ComEd was paying that to stay in business, not to raise their rates. Don't listen to these stories the way they shove them down your throat. Rob Ellis, I can't, you tell me that guy doesn't have women's underwear on. It's all the same nonsense. It's how you... It's how you view the story. View it like an American capitalist, liberty-loving person would. Not some sycophant cheerleader. 312-642-5600. No one in Washington is listening. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. I mean, it's amazing. I'm watching as we're talking about giving $150,000 vouchers, $10,000 to student. Where's the money come from, dummy? Just keep printing it up, babe. Everything will be fine. You do realize in this country there are states that are running in a surplus. Did you know Macbeth, Connecticut has a surplus? $700 million? How the hell do you have a surplus? This, this state, this sewer of corruption, this mafia-run bastion of fraud called Illinois has always, always, always had, had financial problems. Whether, and it's a new reason for them to raise in costs. Tolls, special taxes, death tax, toll raises, property tax increase. How come they're always behind the eight ball? Yet supposedly it's such a great state. It's great. You got to be a moron to take it. Or, or you're a mafia foot soldier in on the scam. Right? Right, boys and girls? I got a pension. What'd you do for 20 years? I developed a fine palate. Learned how to cook real good. I know where the best beef sandwiches are and the entire route. Such a scam. Lewis, how are you? 
good evening, Sean. Hey, Sean, I got a comment I'm gonna make, and then I'm gonna ask you two questions. Okay, uh, right. this is my this this is my comment right here. Uh, Mike Madigan, he sleeps with the fish. Okay, <laughs> now here's my question right here. Okay, <laughs> here's right. my question. Okay, uh, that legislation that gave Commonwealth Edison a $600 million surplus. Can we reverse that? Okay, and now, no. this is my second question right here. Mm -hmm. if, 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 if we can reverse that legislation, can uh, the Attorney General, Kwame Raoul, can he go after them for punitive damages Lewis. and for reimbursement of that $600 million back to the uh, customers? Lewis, you sound like a wonderful man, and you sound like a Chicagoan. And you know full well that Kwame Raoul is a foot soldier of this Democrat mafia in Chicago. So all of a sudden he's going to go against the company that paid him all? I mean, I mean, this is what we're talking about, Lewis. This is the kind of pervasive corruption that Illinois and Chicago breeds. These companies have been paying to play for 100 years, brother. So all of a sudden you're calling it a surplus. It's not a surplus. It's profit. Right. But you're you're going under the assumption that Commonwealth Edison paid Mike Madigan for favorable legislation, which is true to a certain point. But the reality is Commonwealth Edison paid Michael Madigan so he would allow them to operate and he would help them build the exclusivity they have. So it was a symbiotic relationship of which every Democrat mafia member, including Kwame Raoul, and all the rest of them have known about, Lewis. There's no Lone Ranger, brother. That's when we were kids. We turned on the Sunday show. There was a hero in the story. He'd save the day. That's not real, bro. That's not real. The reality is all of these guys have been in on the scam. And you know what Kwame Raoul's hoping? He's hoping the flashlight doesn't get shined on his past where he's linked to all these scumbags. That's what they're doing now. It's like in a, in a mobbed-up neighborhood. When one guy's under investigation, the other ones recoil. Just let the cops go away, baby. Let the investigation go quiet. There's no hero, and it certainly isn't a Chicago Democrat. If there is somebody that's going to save it, it certainly isn't a name you know, Lewis. You know, it's going to be a federal prosecutor. That's the sad reality. That's the sad reality. You know something, Lewis? That took food off my table. It took food off your table has nothing to do with where our, our political beliefs are, what race we are, where our income is. That hurt both of us. And that's why, that's when citizens have to come together. But you know what, Lewis? And you know this. How many guys you know think they're in on that scam, they keep their mouth shut, or they do worse and they vote for these scumbags? It's a lot of people, man. Thank you, Lewis, for calling the show. I appreciate it. That's the sadness. That's the reality of political corruption for 100 years. That's a but closed, don't worry. It's a closed circuit. Those Chicago Democrats, they, they got what's called job security. That's the beauty of a, of a mafia. Job security. And the only difference between the old-fashioned mafia and the new mafia is this one comes with pensions paid for by the public. Michael, how are you? Good, sir. How are you today? Wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for taking my call, sir. I appreciate you. I love to listen to you, Thank you. all the time and stuff. Thank you. So, you know, uh, I guess a couple of things. Um, first of all, I love you. Awesome. Thank but, you, uh, you know. Um, you got a sister, Michael? I think. Go ahead. What's that? Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, um, man, I just, um, I love Trump. And you know what? He's doing a great job. And 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 he's getting the flack because he's he's trying to protect 
our country and country uh, history, uh, historic sites and stuff like that, and people don't give Michael. I, I agree. No. First of all, I agree with you. But here's the other thing, Michael. We got to remember something. Even when you like a guy, even when you want him to do well, like we do, you have to also be able to say, wait a minute. There are certain things that the government is supposed to do. There are certain things the government is not supposed to do. Now, he's inundated with big, big problems. And a lot of these problems are, are part of a political strategy where they're manufactured. And you're right. We have to we have to support him when he's right, but we also have to criticize him where he's wrong. For instance, Michael, the answer isn't print no more debt for me, you and our kids and our great grandkids will never meet. The answer is always freedom and capitalism and Americanism. That's the answer. Americanism. That's the party I'm a party of. 312-642-5600. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. I've listed for you the names of these kids who have died across this country. It is unacceptable. And under this president, he'll take action. And the derelict mayor of Chicago should step up and ask for federal help because she's doing a very poor job at securing her streets. Did you see what she said to her? She called her Karen? Uh, Yeah. She told her to shut her mouth? uh, Karen should watch her mouth or something. I mean, who, who, it's really a. It, this we're is just what children. We're, we're all children now. And, and if you think that you're not going to be treated like a child by people who act like children, you're just a fool. It's amazing to me that a mayor in Chicago could say that about a press secretary to a president and basically tell her to watch her mouth and want to be taken Who do curious. you think you are? Is there a mirror in your house, cartoon character? You are actually funny to look at. You're not an actual man because you dress like one. So you shut your mouth. You know, all this equal rights treatment, you better hope you don't get treated like a man. Punk. Shut up for a second, please. It's just, it's aggravating. And here, so far, the tally for the weekend, 10 killed, 55 wounded. Ooh, an improvement. That's an improvement, right? In in, In Chirac, the sewer. Look at the ghettos that government built. Boy, it's a joy to live there. What, what is the uh, Matthew McConaughey line from the Wolf of Wall Street? Those are rookie numbers. you got to get those numbers up. And for her to tell the press secretary to watch her mouth, why don't you shut your mouth until this changes? How huh, dimwit? Or how about just do something? I don't know who you think you are, boy. I'll tell you what. The Mulrose Parker in me comes out. I start throwing people around. George, thanks for take, uh, calling the show. How are you? Good. Thanks. It's George from Payless. Uh, I like listening to you guys because you know why? You tell it the way it is. You don't sugarcoat it. You just come right out with it. And you I'd probably really go a lot farther, that. George, if I could just shut my mouth. You know how far I go? Kidding. If I was a cheerleader, George, are you kidding me? I'd be driving a new convertible. Wife would <laughs> shut up. My wife would stop saying, when are you going to get a regular job? You know, I can't deal with that, though, George. I, I'm going to cut my nose off to spite my face. Because I'll tell you what bothered me about watching these half-men pansies pretend to be successes. I didn't like it when I was a kid. And these frauds would stand along businessmen like they had something to be proud of, other than the fact they were two-bit wannabe gangsters who paid off the right leech. I always had a problem with it, George. So I'm going to die broke but proud, brother. And that's a certain wealth nobody can tax me on. So thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. One thing that I would like to point out, I think the media is part of the problem as far as what goes on in Springfield for this reason. 
the constitutional amendment, this thing about with this fair tax, it was shoved down everybody's throat in this state by the Democratic Party. That was a straight Democratic Party vote in the Illinois House, and it was a straight Democratic Party vote in the state Senate. Nobody, now I didn't hear nobody from the media talk about that. They don't talk about how these districts have been democratically gerrymandered for the last 20 years, going to be going on 30 years. This Mike Madigan is so insulated, okay? And they're That's afraid. That's the reason why. George, That's they're exactly, afraid Exactly. I was watching Flannery fired up. He was afraid to go into detail. You watch these hermaphrodites on ABC, NBC, CBS. They're terrified to point out the fraud and corruption. The idea that these, I don't know if you were listening earlier, they this thing about Lightfoot saying, I'll stop the car, I'll kick you out, this punk that she is. A reporter, the, the news organizations in Chicago cut the tape before she said that because they didn't want to have to deal with it. When in America... A real reporting body should have only played that and said, can you believe in a big city in Chicago, this is the kind of gangster that runs it? I won't just turn the car around. I'm going to shut it off. I'm going to kick you out and I'm going to make you walk home. Not on your best day, mister. Not on your best day, pal. Could you kick me out of anything? And I don't know if she thinks she's the leader. I don't have a member in my family, that dog ugly. Let alone you're going to talk to me like you're my father. Please, you're in the wrong category. Thanks, George, for calling the show. And I want to know, where are all the tough Democrats in Chicago? Where are you at? All you 50 thieves you call Allerman. This is how you let her talk to your people? You're nothing. You never were anything. Oh, think of how old man Daly would have handled the last six weeks. He was uh, another weeks. scumbag, too. But think Irish about how monster. he would have handled it, uh, the last six weeks with his police department. Please. If anybody deserved a slap, it's that piece of trash. Yep. Dave, thanks for calling the show. How are you? I'm lousy, but I'm beginning to accept it. I'm sorry. What was that? You were talking awful fast. You were talking like one of those uh, Asian salesmen. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was. Uh, my uh, response to your question, how I am, is uh, Sean, a little witticism. Yeah. Lousy, but I'm beginning to accept it. Oh, that enough. said, I'm looking at Lori, you know, listening to her comment that you know was edited out, but that you played, and she sounds like a very abusive person. So maybe someone should, uh, if she treats the citizenry of Chicago a certain way, maybe someone should drop a dime on her to CPSF to maybe make sure that her kid is okay. I'd be happy if that Herman Munster she's married to would slap her around a little bit, soften her up. How about that freakazoid? I'll tell you what, there's a porno nobody wants to tune into. All right. Thanks, Dave, Here's for the point the at show. which I say the Liberty Hour and AM560, <laughs> the answer is <laughs> a little disclaimer. Do not uh, condone or encourage any Nobody sort of uh, here at management domestic violence. That. Yes. No one at management but agrees with Sean. And that when, can be I said hear, with when I hear that clip, <laughs> when I hear that condescension, when I hear that threat. Yeah. Are you threatening me? Now, well, that's just a, I'm a authoritarian man. thing. And, and I earn that, my living. That comes out of deep-seated insecurity, too. When you're a small person who doesn't get taken seriously because you look like Beetlejuice's cousin, we're guaranteed you, you're not going to get the sort of respect. So I, I think that that comes from a long, Listen, a long path of, of just, you know. We are literally guaranteed not insecure. to be threatened by our politicians. Yeah. That's literally the point of America. We are not to be intimidated, coerced, extorted or told by what politicians. To Remove this dimwit from office and stick her in the carnival she belongs in. 312-642-5600. We only got one more segment. Huh, kid? Unless they pull the plug on everything. All right, What's we'll going on now is the single greatest scam in the history of American politics. 
is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. So far in the uh, month of July, McBeth, 366 people have been shot in Chicago, 74 dead. Here's the real question. Think of what that second number would be, and I know I say this a lot, but think about what that second number would be without, uh, or saying, yeah, 1960s ER tech. Here's the real number. What's more dangerous in the city of Chicago, COVID-19 or gun murders among gang cartels fighting for territory? I'd say as an acute issue, probably gun violence. I hate that word gun violence. You notice how I avoided it? Why? Because the guns... Uh, a specific connotation to you? The guns in DuPage County don't commit that violence. Well, they're, they're Guns obviously... in Kane County. What's the, what's the gun violence in Kane County? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Now, it, can I play devil's advocate? Why not? People aren't packed in like sardines in Kane County. Okay. So is the answer to take members of the drug cartel and ship them out? No, of, the answer okay. is people suck and you should stay away from them. Yeah. that's That's been my motto since like 2002. You know, I had... Um, I've been researching a lot of alternatives, right? Because that's what we do. We always are looking for answers. I don't, I'm not a party guy, so I, I look for answers. And in all the answers that um, come to bear when it comes to this, this drug war, I think it's, it's, it's unrealistic to not admit that it is a terrible failure and that it has shifted now from illegal drugs to legal drugs, right? So you've got all of these, 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 People dying and depression and all this this ramifications of a society that has turned to medicine and science to cure their their life and their experience in life. And you wonder, what do you think the future stock play is? Guns manufacturers or drug manufacturers? I think that's an even that's an even. See, this is how you see what I'm really shooting for. Yeah. I'm not shooting for the regular talk shows. I want to be the most controversial guy you on a be, financial. Uh, you want to be Alex Jones with an acceptable BMI? I would never. Alex Jones is a freak. Never liked Alex Jones. Yeah, you love him. I can't stand him. You I think you know what him. I think. I think he's Alex, got your style. I think Alex. First of all, he ain't got nothing. I got. He's got Secondly, your style with a man cowboy. I think he is a CIA plant. What do you think of that? Well, I you know. I'm just let's let's ask Ben Affleck. I work for the CIA. Oh, okay, so maybe you're right. But I've done- there is something to be said for that, right? He says so many over the top things, and then once in a while he hits sort of a, a a true vein and a true nerve, and it allows him to be dismissed because he says so many other asinine things. I I, I think the whole thing is just as you as you try to meander and try to get through and navigate the waters of what is the fight against collectivism. I think you've got a very small group of people. Yes. Because the reality is we unfortunately have been corralled as a society to be victimized by different versions of the very same kind of collectivism, top down control over our lives to where Republicans and the opposition to socialists now sound an awful lot like them. And it's not yes. just because I'm looking at the COVID stimulus packages. It's because I'm looking at the reaction of this actual virus that has an infinitesimal effective rate on the population. And I don't have a party fighting for my freedom. As you look at the Atlanta governor who sues or, or um, Georgia governor who sues the mayor of Atlanta because she can't mandate mask 
rules. That guy is the only one who intelligently articulated why we should be pushing back against government collectivism controlling our behavior. Because the reality is we needed that when it came to shutting down our businesses. 50% of this country's workforce is laid off, yet we don't talk about it. Why? It's not because of something that happened organically. It's because it's a government-induced depression and economic emergency. And instead of fixing it or straightening it out, they guarantee to do it again the next flu season. Outrageous and unacceptable. I have had a great time. Sorry about the Facebook feed, but you'll be able to go to iTunes tomorrow when Macbeth gets done with breakfast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.